shouts of joy. Shouts of joy. We are not in the camp of people who whisper. We are not in the camp of people who keep quiet. Because when you keep quiet, you cannot attain what God has promised to you. You will open your mouth. And when you open your mouth, you will see the reality of what God has promised to you. So today, shouts of joy. We're going to see the reason why we need to open our mouths. Okay? So when, you know, we're praising, you're just, you know, you know, some of you, you're just so praying and proper. You're so, you know, God is saying you need to shout. You need to shout. You need to shout. Let's go into the message. Isaiah 61.10. I will try to read. <laughs> okay, um, 61.10, if we can just jump, sorry. 61.10. Praise <laughs> God. You know, when you send your scripture in a haphazard way, <laughs> they can't really help me now. So let me just open Isaiah. Okay, thank you so much for redeeming the situation. It's so tiny. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with a garment of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness as a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. I'm just going to open it here as well because I'm looking for NLT. It says, I am overwhelmed with joy. That is the summary of our message today. I am overwhelmed with joy in the Lord my God. I am overwhelmed with joy. I am overwhelmed with joy. I just wanted to sink in again. I am overwhelmed with joy. We're not the camp of people who are always sulking, being sad, being upset, being anxious, being depressed, low self-esteem. That is not who you are as a child of God. The Bible here is telling you in Isaiah 61.10, when you read NLT, you should be overwhelmed with joy overwhelmed. Do you know what it means to be overwhelmed? You can't like, it's too much. That's what overwhelmed you. It's too much. And God is saying, you need to be overwhelmed with joy. You need to. And when you find that there is no joy in your life, or you find moments where you feel low, or moments where you're down, it is the enemy stealing from you. Because every time we have on this earth, every time we have, is an opportunity for us to draw from God. And so when you're, in, you're, not, you're, not, you're not in joy, the enemy is stealing from you. And so he says, I am overwhelmed with joy in the Lord my God. For he has dressed me with the clothing of salvation and draped me in a robe of righteousness. How many people here are clothed with righteousness? How many people here? Hallelujah. So we need to be overwhelmed with joy. If you are indeed clothed with righteousness, there is no reason why you should not have joy. It's, it's, it's not your nature. It is not who you are. As a righteous person, and in the first installment of this series, The Righteous Force, Peter told us that righteousness has been credited to you. Once you give your life to Christ and accept the finished work of Christ, righteousness has been credited to you. So it's not a matter of, okay, am I righteous? Am I not righteous? Are you saved are you born again then you are righteous then you are righteous and as such joy must follow joy must follow don't let the enemy deceive you don't let the enemy tell you that it's okay for you to be sad sometimes it is not okay it is not okay and i remember you know years ago i was just saying okay i'm just tired god this is this and the Holy Spirit said the enemy makes you feel like it is your right to be sad because of course your bills have not been paid of course you haven't eaten of course, your house just got burnt down. So you should be sad, right? But the Holy Spirit said to me, it is not your right to be sad. It's the enemy lying to you, deceiving you. 
deceiving you. So child of God, you must and you should be overwhelmed with joy. Because it is when you are overwhelmed from deep within you, you begin to shout out to joy, for joy to the Lord. Hallelujah. Just some scriptures just showing us that joy and righteousness go hand in hand. Psalm 32 verse 11. And that's going to be our first point. Just so we can see that if you are indeed righteous, there's no reason to be sad. Okay? If you are staying with the word, staying with the spirit, staying with God, you don't have any reason to be sad. Except you're not staying with God. Except that. Because God is a God of joy. God is a God of pleasure. God is a God of goodness. And that scripture says, be glad in the Lord and rejoice. You righteous. And what? Shout for joy. All you upright in heart. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice. You righteous and shout for joy. All you upright in heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if you're saying, oh, I'm not upright in heart. I'm not this. Then you need to fix it. Okay, praise God. You need to fix it. Join us at 5 a.m. every day. We pray, praise God. Join cell meeting. Come here every Sunday. I remember the last time I preached, I said, give God three months. Every day, join 5 a.m. Come to church every Sunday. Join midweek service. Join cell meeting. Three good months. You will see your life turn around. For sure, because the presence of God is in our midst. So you cannot constantly coast and think that, I'm sorry to say that all might be well. Because it says, say, say to the righteous, it is well. It is those who are righteous that can be well with. Those who stay with the Lord. Those who stay with the Lord. Those who stay with the Lord. And if you're saying, oh, I'm not upright, fix it. Okay, praise God. Psalm 118 verse 15. And we're going to be praying after, okay? We're going to be shaking off every weight. Every deadness of sadness, joy, low self-esteem, depression, anxiety, whatever it is. Anxiety disorder, postpartum depression. It's all rubbish. Praise God. It is the devil attacking your joy. It is the devil attacking your peace. Don't take it. Don't take it. Don't take it. Don't take it. Don't. Psalm 118 verse 15. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents of the who? The righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. Praise God. And so we're saying, oh God, I need you to show up for me. God is saying, have you rejoiced? Have you rejoiced? When you rejoice, then I can come into your home. When you rejoice, then I can come into your situation. But if you keep sulking, God cannot be there. God loves an atmosphere of joy. He loves an atmosphere of praise, of worship. But whenever we're just, you know, I just want to cover myself. It's winter now. I don't want to go outside. Go out. Be, live your life, okay? Live your life in Christ. And because you're a Christian doesn't mean you cannot do fun things. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay? Because you, you can do fun things, just make sure it aligns with the scripture. Because if it doesn't, I can't help you. I can't help you. Praise God. But you see here that when you rejoice, then God can show up valiantly for you. No more sulking, feeling sad. When situations come, what do you do? You rejoice. One of the things the Holy Spirit said to me the, um, the day before I got this message was like, can you imagine a combination of when you have the word and you laugh at the same time? What is this? And then, you know, give me an example. Imagine somebody comes to you and gives you the worst news of your life. And what do you do? <laughs> Confusion everywhere. There is a, uh, what's, what's going on? And you laugh again. There was like, who is this? What is this? What do you know? 
But that is where God wants us to be. Nothing should steal your joy. You're a child of the most high God. He has given everything to you. You are in charge. Praise God. Yes. Proverbs 10, 28. We're going to see that righteousness and rejoicing, it goes together. So today you'll be delivered from that mindset of, oh, I need to be sad. I just want to cover myself. I just want to stop it. No. Okay? It's not for... You're here today listening. You're online. Wherever you are, it is not for you. You need to shake it off. Shake it off. Shake, shake, shake. Shake. You guys can shake. It's actually okay. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. And if you're home, get up from your bed. Leave that kitchen. Stop baking. Okay? Focus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. The hope of the righteous will be gladness. But the expectation of the wicked will perish again. Again. God telling us that as a righteous person, you just cannot, like, just don't sit down. You must speak. You must be glad. You must have joy. The next scripture is Hebrews 1 verse 9. Just to show us, and Jesus is our great high priest. High priest. Jesus is our role model. And here the Bible says, you have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. Jesus here, this is speaking about Jesus. Jesus anointed with the oil of gladness. And if Jesus is our role model, that means we as his children were also anointed with the oil of gladness. Are you a child of God? Wow. Are you a, we're going to do it again. Okay. And you're going to be shouting it. Because I want you to hear the shout. Are you a child of God? Yeah. Hey, hallelujah. Have you been anointed with the oil of gladness? Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Next scripture is 2 Chronicles 15 verse 14. 2 Chronicles 15 verse 14. Then they took an oath before the Lord with a loud voice, with shouting and trumpets and ram's horns. Praise God. And we see here they took an oath before the Lord. Not sulking. Not in depression. Not in low self-esteem. Not in sadness or anxiety or whatever the enemy wants to paint it as. They took an oath before the Lord with a loud voice. With shouting. With shouting. Is anybody, can somebody just give a, give a loud shout. Give the Lord a loud shout this morning. As you shout, you drop it. Like, there's nothing. You become light. You become free to fly. Praise God. Psalm 81 verse 1. You know, the Bible tells us that after Job, Job, um, you know, got all that bad news and everything. You know, for me, it's just mind-blowing for me. After he got all the bad news, the sad news, he lost everything in a very horrible way. He didn't lose his stuff in a nice way, like his children just slept and wake up. It was a horrible thing. When you read Job 1, it was like back to back to back to back. You know, we're here saying we want back to back to back blessings. But that wasn't it for Job. It was back to back sorrow, devastation, disappointment, all sorts. And he says he worshipped God. He did not speak foolishly. Bible says it. He did not open his mouth to speak foolishly, but instead he worshipped God. He worshipped God. He knew that if I would ever be delivered, then I must have my joy intact. Because even if the, the enemy tries to steal everything from you, once you have your joy, you can build from the ground up again. Hallelujah. Psalm 81 verse 1 says, Sing aloud to God our strength. Make a joyful shout to the God of Jacob. God loves it when we shout. God loves it when we have shouts of joy. Not shout of, you know what I want to say, right? But shouts of joy. Shouts of joy. And the next scripture again, Psalm 100 verse. So we're going to be reading lots of scriptures today because God wants to convince you. 
you, you, every one of us that sadness is not your portion. Hallelujah. It is not your portion in Jesus' name. It is not your portion. Psalm 100 verse 1. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. I remember, you know, a couple of years back, months, not so far away anyway, you know. And, you know, God, what's happening? Why is this not happening? You know, why is that not happening? And the Holy Spirit began to teach me about how to overcome adversity. My goodness. Oh, my God. And... I, I, was, I was mind blown. And, you know, since I got those scriptures upon scriptures, and when the Holy Spirit is trying to teach you something, when he's trying to school you, it will take you Old Testament, New Testament, everything. And then you realize that, you know what? It's like, what's my problem? Why is the enemy really shaking me about? Why am I being tossed to and fro? And one of the things I remember the Holy Spirit, and, you know, yesterday I had a Bible study with a group of ladies, and we're just talking about how the difference between delay and process. So just give you guys a little bit snippet of that. Delay is when, number one, God doesn't start it. Okay? Delay, number two, is when God starts it and you, with your doubt and unbelief, you cover it. That's delay. So is that God doesn't start it or even if God starts it, you cover it with unbelief. Example, the children of Israel. The Bible tells us in Deuteronomy 1 verse 2, it's 11 days from Mount Seir to Kadesh Barnea. But it took them 40 years, 40 years, promise of God, but delayed, praise God. And process is example, Abraham, my goodness. God said, you be a father of nations, you do this, do that, do that, and in you all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, age 75. Age 99, no children. Then God says, by this time next year, Sarah will have a child. 25 solid years of waiting for the promise of God, that was not delay, that was process. That was process, because through it, Bible tells us Abraham had faith. Faith in God. Faith in God. He said he trusted God. He knew who, we, who promised him. He knew whom he had believed. Praise God. Just a little for us. Okay? So Psalm 118 verse 5. For us to continue. Don't be sad. Okay? It's not your portion. Don't be sad. Because a lot of things are happening. There's pandemic. You've not seen your family. You've not this. You've not that. Enough complaining. Okay? Enough complaining. Because the more you complain, the more you see your problems. The more you see your problems, the bigger they become. The bigger they become, the, the smaller God becomes. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord again. Oh, we read this one before. Even Jesus cried out, it is finished. So who are you not to shout? Who are you not to shout? He said, it is finished with a loud voice. Praise God. So are we getting convinced that, you know, shouts of joy must be in our camp, in our homes, in our lives. No matter how bad the situation is. No matter, you know, sometimes during cell meeting we hear lots of testimonies about how something started off somehow. And then the way it ended, it was like, my goodness, God, how are you able to do this? I'm sure in your lives you've had such experiences before. Where something started out horrible, terrible, but all of a sudden... It's like, wow, God, how could you have been able to do this? And just for us to know where the origin of all this gloominess comes from, we're going to read about David and Saul in the Bible. And it's in 1 Samuel 16, from 14. I'm a very joyful person. Like, you won't even know there's anything wrong with me. <laughs> this year has been a full year. <laughs> Full with tribulations, praise God. <laughs> but you see me here laughing, you can never know because I don't even, like, 
What is the tribulation? I'm rejoicing in the Lord. Hallelujah. And the more I rejoice in him, the more I become like him. The more the anointing over his life increases over me. The more the, more the grace upon my life increases, the more joy I have. The more you rejoice, the more joy you have. You can't be sad. It's not your portion, child of God. Gloominess is not for you. It says, but the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. And the distressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. Now, we know in the Old Testament, anything supernatural that happened, they would just credit it to God, even if it wasn't really from the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. So it says, a depressing spirit came upon him. And Saul's servant said to him, surely a distressing spirit from, sorry, um, 15. Yes, thank you. And Saul's servant said to him, surely a distressing spirit from God is troubling you. Okay, diagnosis. What's the solution now? Let our master now command your servants who are before you to seek out a man who is a skillful player on the harp. And it shall be that when he will play with his hand, when the distressing spirit from God is upon you, and you shall be well. So Saul said to his servants, provide me now a man who can play well and bring him to me. Verse 18 also says, then one of the servants answered and said, look, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, who is skillful in playing, a mighty man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech, and a handsome person, and the Lord is with him. And I'll just read verse 23 as well, and it says, and whenever the tormenting spirit from God troubled, whenever the tormenting spirit from God troubled Saul, David will play the harp, then Saul will feel better, and the tormenting spirit will go away. Praise God. So you can see that God has a solution, okay? There's a solution. Fear not. Because some of you are saying, oh, I can't help myself. Yes, you can't help yourself. And that is the best place to be. Where you realize, I just can't help myself, okay? God wants you to relax, sit back, and watch him do the work. And he's saying, what you need to do is to desire to be helped. Full stop. Once you desire to be helped, God can help you. If you don't desire to be helped, Jesus cannot help you, cannot do anything for you. No matter how powerful God is, no matter how anointed any person is, if you have no desire to be helped, breaking news, nobody can help you. So it says here that David played. David wasn't silent. David was not in his mind praying and say, okay, Saul, I'm going to worship in my mind and then the distressing spirits will leave you. He played on the harp and he wasn't playing Billy Elish, Okay. He wasn't playing Travis Scott, okay? He was worshiping. Ah, oh, you guys are holy. You don't know them. That's good. Mm, very nice. <laughs> don't worry, Google, Google. <laughs> Praise God. But the point is, David was worshiping. He was worshiping. And so sometimes you see, you know, PD plays the keyboard. And you know when you go on the keyboard, you are worshiping. You might not have sung any song. But from your heart, you're making melody over to the Lord. You are shouting to God. You are making sounds to God. And that is why when we say praise God, don't just say, okay. Hello, sister. Are you okay? Is everything all right? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> That's the next thing, right? But when you say, Lord, I worship you, I exalt you, I see your mouth move, and then you take it a step further, and you say, God, I worship you. Confusion in the camp of the enemy all around. And we've seen it time and time again in scripture. When God says, Judah will go first, praise will go first. And then you won't even, you won't even have to lift your finger. You're just there crossing your leg, sipping your Earl Grey, and God is doing everything for you. Praise God. Because you just chose to praise. You chose to praise. And then the next day you get to work, they say, I don't know why I just had to favor you. You know, this is what we have to do for you now. Hmm. I was praising while you were sleeping. I was awake at five. Changing things. And so when you come, you just feel like, oh, you're just, God already set you up. He set me up and he set you up. Praise God. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. And the essence, as we know, of shouting is to bring you victory. As I was saying, when, you know, in the scriptures, we see time and time again, Judah should go first. Praise goes first. And they don't even do anything. They just praise and the enemy is running elter skelter. The enemy is confused. And, all of, and God is showing us these things just to let us know. The Old Testament is not outdated, okay? It is not outdated. Go into it and ask the Holy Spirit to give you a revelation of Jesus. Then you begin to see things. And what God is showing us is that when you praise, I can move. When you shout, I can move. Shout of joy, okay? When you shout, I can move. When you praise, I can move. But if you're just quiet and silent, that is not of God. God wants you, because the Bible tells us, with your words, you will create your own reality. And so if you are keeping quiet, it's not of God, definitely. It's of the enemy trying to keep you small, trying to keep you low, trying to keep you down, trying to keep you locked down. <laughs> Nehemiah 8.10. Nehemiah 8 verse 10. Okay, I don't know if... Um, Nehemiah 8, I didn't send that one. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> now everybody knows we have to send our scriptures. We revealed our secrets to the world. <laughs> ah, okay. And Nehemiah continued, oh, thank you so much. Nehemiah said, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve. For what? The joy of the Lord is your strength. Are you weak? Are you tired? Are you overwhelmed? Are you overburdened? Saying the joy that comes from God can be your only strength. Sometimes you just feel so much pressure. There's so much expectations left, right, center. God is saying, I can be your strength. Start with joy. Start with joy. Don't start with complaining. Start with joy. Don't start with doubt. Start with joy. Then you can see the strength of God, the right hand of God coming through for you. That is what the righteous does. That is what the righteous does. We shout for joy. Amen. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to Judges 2018. Judges 2018. It says, then the children of Israel arose and went up to the house of God to inquire of God. They said, which of us shall go up first to battle against the children of Benjamin? The Lord said, Judah first. As I was saying, Judah means praise and praise will always go first. Our next scripture is Isaiah 12 verse 3, which is the main essence of this scripture today, of this message today. Isaiah 12 verse 3. Please just read word by word. Pay attention. Allow the Holy Spirit to open your heart and your mind. It says, therefore with joy. Oh my God. Hmm. Therefore, with joy, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. With joy, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. You can't receive anything from God without joy. And that is on Mary had a little lamb. Okay? You can't receive anything from God if you don't have joy. Full stop. Period. With a T. Can't receive anything if you don't have joy. Because what is the fetcher? Joy. Where is the well? Salvation. What is the fetcher? Joy. So you can be saved and not be fetching anything because you have no joy. So you can be saved. You can be praying. Everybody know you. You're a prayer warrior. 
but you lack joy. So you're not drawing everything. And then people now begin to use you as a standard and model of who, who a child of God should be. And they say, after all, leave sister. Who am I to? You know, you filled it up in your minds, right? <laughs> yeah. After all, leave sister this. She's always at church. She's always praying. She's always this. Feeling all so sanctimonious, speaking all the Christianese, but no joy. So you can't draw anything. It's not about Christianese. It is joy. With joy will you draw from the wells of salvation. And God is saying to us, we need to change our attitude to life. God is saying we need to change our perspective. We need to change our mindset. Stereotypes must be broken. And that is why the word is coming. And that is why we're reading all these scriptures, just so you can be convinced. Of course, the Holy Spirit working on your heart, knowing that joy is your portion. It is your portion. That is the righteous force, joy. By saying, God, I want you to anoint me. I want you to give me the grace for this, for that. Joy. Where is your joy? Where is your joy? And so when you find yourself always hating people, envy, malice, you can't have joy. Because you've used all your space for joy to be envious of somebody else. All the space that you have. <laughs> all the, the space you have here. Jesus said if you have faith as small as the mustard. <laughs> you've used your mustard seed to envy everybody. You might need to go on a break on social media because it's too much. <laughs> they cannot buy their private jet in peace. You're already there like this. Relax, okay? Relax. What are you going to do? Have joy. That's what you should do. Praise God. Praise God. So we don't need any distractions. And the enemy knows. We are not ignorant of the devices of the devil. That is what the Bible tells us. So the enemy knows. He knows that if I can get you to just lack joy... Of course, you can't receive anything. And so we see so many people, prayers not answered. Prayers not answered. Prayers not answered. Because no joy. Lots of complaining. Lots of doubts. Like the children of Israel roaming around in the wilderness. Meanwhile, God says it's just 11 days. 11 days to where you need to go. 11 days to your breakthrough. 11 days to your breakthrough. 11 days to where you need to be. One minute and he's complaining. Oh, God, oh. Am I not more spiritual than them? You don't have joy, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> if you're spiritual, you will have joy. Because it's the fruit of the spirit. So if you're spiritual, you will have joy. I can close the message now. Let's go for Rito's delicacies. <laughs> We're not done, okay? We're not done. We're not done. Praise God. Don't be like Saul. Okay? Don't be like Saul. Always looking for one thing or the other. Don't be like Saul. And we're going to pray and we're going to worship after the message is done. Don't be like Saul. Always looking. You know, the funny thing is, <clears throat> people would look at Saul and think that, oh, he's the king. His life is all in order. Meanwhile, he's dealing with his spirit. He's dealing with a distressing spirit. And that spirit couldn't live except in the atmosphere of worship. And so when we sing the song, the atmosphere is changing because the spirit of God is here. God is ready to heal, save, and deliver at every single time. And I'm just going to be, you know, clear with you guys. The truth is you can be saved and still have spirit too. You can be saved and still have spirits. Let's not get it twisted. Okay? And how do you know you have a spirit? When you try to do something, you know this thing is not good. You try to do it, but you just can't. It's a spirit. It's a demonic spirit. It's a stronghold. Today, you're not living with it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God wants to set us free today. Because some of us just can't help it. You're just, you just can't help yourself. I know I should rejoice, but I just can't. I just want to cover myself. and watch K-drama. <laughs> you guys, I don't watch TV, so whatever. How do I know all these things? I don't know. 
Praise God. God wants to help us. God wants to help us. Because sometimes we cannot help. A lot of times. Honestly, I come to God and say, Lord, even if I'm saying, God, help me to love. I can't love anybody. Because oh. human beings, Jesus, you said they are goats. So me, I can't even love anybody to begin with. It is you. You have to help me. If you don't help me, I can't help myself. Who else will I go to God? Who else? I've tried. Some of us have tried. You just can't help it. That's, it's just, it's like a wave sometimes. It's like a wave. And then you just feel down all of a sudden. Like what, did, what even happened? Nothing. You were happy before. All of a sudden, you're just sad again. It's a spirit. It is a spirit. It is a spirit. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11. 35. Hebrews 11, 35. And you know, the funny thing is, you know, Jesus knew Judas, Judas was going to betray him. He knew all along. He wasn't sad or saying, Judas, you, how dare you? He was like, nothing is going to stop my breakthrough. Nothing is going to stop my blessing. Nothing is going to stop my destiny. Like, Judas, I don't care about you. You were just the one. Okay, Jesus does care about Judas, okay? It's not like he doesn't care. It's just that he just was not moved by the fact that Judas was going to betray him. <laughs> Cares about us all. Hallelujah. And so he was like, I know you're going to betray me. It doesn't stop anything. What needs to be done will be done. He says, you don't take my life from me. I am the one laying it down. And somebody has to be the one to do the betrayal. Well, I'm sorry it was you. What can I do? Nothing. Because even when they came to take Jesus, he said, who is Jesus of Nazareth? I am he. They all fell back. So he still had the power to do what he needed to do. But because of us, me, you, 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 you. He said, I will lay down my life. So that on any day, when that wave of anxiety begins to come, you can say, not here. Not in this house. Not over my children. Get your hands off. That is why Jesus died. And as P.D. preached to us, I think it was last year, Easter, about resurrection power. It just dawned on me that Christianity, like, of course, P.D. always says it. Christianity is not about morality. It's about resurrection power. That is what Christianity is about. It's not morality, or oh, don't wear scared, don't wear this, whatever. That's not Christianity. Christianity is about resurrection power. Because if Jesus did not resurrect, then can as well be worshiping that speaker. That's just the truth. And that's what a lot of us do. We don't contend for the faith. We just like things the way they are, status quo, I just want to do my own thing. You know, just, No. You need to contend for resurrection power. You need to go into God, praying and fasting, to know because the day something will happen, who are you going to call to? PD's phone is on night mode, so don't even bother calling him. He's <laughs> not going to go. <laughs> My own phone is off. <laughs> you can call Alisa, she will help you. <laughs> Praise God. Because the day these storms finally, they will come. Storms will always come. That is the normal life. Normal life, there will be storms, okay? But Jesus has said, you are already more than a conqueror because I have won for you. But if you don't know he has won for you, and if you haven't contended in the past, knowing how I can enter into the victory Jesus has given to me, you'll just be there. You don't even know left or right in the spirit. You don't know front, you don't know back, you don't know down, you don't know up. You're just there. And then the demons will be laughing at you. That's what they do. I'm learning. <laughs> hey, laughing at your points. You know how annoying it is. When <laughs> As I told you, don't point at anybody. <laughs> don't point at anybody. Somebody's just there laughing at you. You feel like, ha, 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 ha. It's like demoralized. You don't even know where to start from. But that's what demons do to a lot of people. And if you cannot say, out in the name of Jesus, 
or I shot you now in the name of Jesus, who is going to help you? I can help, okay? And today the Holy Spirit is going to help us. Praise God. Hebrews 11, 35. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still, others had trial of mockings and scourgings. Mockings, just as I was saying. Yes, and of chains and imprisonment, like Apostle Paul. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. Hmm. They were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. Praise God. This is the reality of some people, even in our world today. So don't think that, oh, because you're able to. Some people are still living this reality. And guess what these people were doing? For them to have warranted and qualified to be in this Hebrews 11 hall of faith. Because they continued to rejoice. Because they continued to rejoice. Paul, while in prison, he said, rejoice always, I see unto you. That scripture in Thessalonians. He says, rejoice, I see unto you, rejoice. He was in prison. He was in chains. He was in chains. He was in prison. He couldn't see his friends. He couldn't see his family. He couldn't see anybody he loved. But he said, rejoice, I see unto you, rejoice. Ah, there's nothing. What? It's just prison. Nothing. Just rejoice. Oh, they throw some of us in prison. We'll just be like, God, from today... I block myself, I block, cancel heaven, cancel God, cancel, there's no God, there's no this, there's no that. But that's what we do. That's what we do. But God is saying, you need to rejoice. Because that deliverance you're waiting for is in your rejoicing. It is in your rejoicing. It is in your rejoicing. I, mean, I, don't, I don't have any problems in this life again. Anything that happens, we rejoice. Your house has burned, ha, 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 ha. There's no this, ha, ha, ha. There's no food, ha, ha. There's no chicken, ha. There's no meat, hey. I just laugh. Whatever, we eat rice. <laughs> we eat rice. <laughs> yeah. No, because broccoli is expensive. <laughs> we eat rice. One bag of rice is like, you know, $10. We eat rice. What are you going to do? You will rejoice. Because when you continue to rejoice, you will build from the ground up. The Bible tells us Job, he prayed for his friends. These were people who sat down, first of all, with him. He thought they were going to say something meaningful. They sat down with him for the first seven days in silence. They were just, you know, after when they were done with their silence, they said, but come, what did you do to God? What did you actually do to God? We've seen God. We know him. You, you must have done something, Job. What did you tell me? Did you change the figures? What really happened, Job? Tell me. You can be real with me. Job said, guys, I didn't do anything. But when people were in trouble, I was the one always helping them. Like, even you, when you were in trouble, I would help you. So why are you coming to say this kind of thing? Say, tell me, Job, it's okay. We are guys. You can tell us. You can tell us. And then when God came, he said, your friends, this is what they did. And he said, pray for them. Imagine all the nonsense those guys were saying. Go and read Job. You'll be amazed. He said all sorts. But God said, pray for them. Because when you pray for them, you release yourself. You release yourself from envy, from bitterness, from malice, and all those things. Then you have true joy. Hallelujah. 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 Let's read John 15. We'll read 9 to 11. John 15. I want to read verse 4 actually as well. It says, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. 
Then we read nine. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you. That my own joy, Jesus speaking, may remain in you. And that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Praise God. Okay. So there is the joy of Christ himself. There is the joy you try to gather by yourself. And you can go and gather it everywhere. It will never be complete. Where I'm from, Yoruba people say, let the money be complete. It can never be complete. Go and gather the joy. Pick it from everywhere. Pick it from drugs. Pick it from alcohol. Pick it from sex. Pick it from friends. Pick it from partying. Pick it from clubbing. It will never be complete. It will never be complete. But when you have the joy of Christ himself, you will live a different existence. I'm telling you, you will live a different existence. Like, people will look at you and say, ah, I thought they said your house just burnt yesterday. I'm rejoicing. It's not normal. But it's the joy of Christ himself. And he said, when you have that joy, you're good. And how can you have that joy? He said, abide in me. Abide in me. Let me read it again. It says, remain in me and I will remain in you. That's John 15, 4. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Now, so, you know, it's fall now. You know, different leaves are falling apart. At first, when the leaves fall, they still look beautiful, red, orange. You know, have a nice time when I'm driving and I just see all these wonderful colors. It's like, my God, this is just on another different, like another level of amazing. But when the leaf falls off, the first day is still the same color. It's still, let's say, red, pink. If you're listening from somewhere that they don't have fall, we do see red leaves, and they're so beautiful. <laughs> and so at first, it's red, it's wine. And it's like, okay, nice. After a while, it begins to turn brown. It doesn't abide on the tree anymore. And so it is dead. Although initially, it was still looking alive. After a couple of times or days, as KJV will say, seasons, times and seasons, then you realize that there is actually nothing here. It's all death. And so Jesus is saying to us, if you can only abide, if only you can abide, if only you can abide, when you abide, then my joy will remain in you. Praise God. Praise God. Is somebody ready to abide with God? Is somebody ready to abide with God? And you're saying, okay, how can I even abide in God? I'm doing everything I need to do. What you need to do is to listen to the Spirit of God and follow His instructions. Because we're all reading our Bibles, we're all praying, we're all doing this, we're all doing that. But you're not listening for instructions. Because when we listen, then the Holy Spirit will say, don't come on the stage that way. Come through this side. Oh, no, I want to do my own. Then you go and go through that side and then that's the day that... <laughs> And then it will be God, why me? <laughs> this is not my portion in Jesus' name. I was driving to work which day? It was you know, last week, Friday. And then, you know, sometimes you want to, you know, especially if you leave your house like five minutes, you're like, <laughs> just try to get there early. My husband is like, why are you never driving with ease? Like, why are you? <laughs> I'm like, I have to get to work, I have to get to work. <laughs> and so I was like, I just knew that I should move to the other limb. I was like, ah, there are lots of cars there. I think, let me stay on this side, we're going to move. That's how... 
one truck from hell. Came in front of me, press break. I was like, I was like, God, thank God there's no even snow. Because if there was snow, it would have been something else. It's like, hey, God, do. I thought it was my mind. I know there was the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and so when we listen for his instructions, then we abide. Because that scripture tells us in verse 9. Verse 10, when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love. So if Jesus, the son, can remain in the commandments of the father, who are we not to remain in his own commandments? Because he knows that is the only way to abide. Oh, Lord, I love you. I worship you. I love you, Lord. You have led me through the valley all my days. I've been held in your hands. Do you obey? Your goodness is running out, it's running. Are you obeying, but did you obey? Oh, no, not today. Holy Spirit, today I'm living my life. Tomorrow I will obey. Who said you will have a tomorrow? It's not guaranteed, it's not promised to anybody. So today is the day to obey. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to take the Lord seriously. Because that is the only way you can abide and have joy. That is the only way. That is the only way. That is the only way. Honestly, I just want us to, you know, be on our feet. And let's just begin to thank God for his word to us today. Let's just, you know, thank God for his word today. And I know a lot of times I've faced this spirit of discouragement before. I can tell you guys, you know, also anointed, also this. I know I'm anointed. You have grace. But there was a spirit that was at work in me. And I had to come out and say, you know what? There is a spirit making me discouraged. I had to come out and say, there's a spirit of X, Y, Z. And for some of you, it might be a spirit of shame. It might be a spirit of guilt. It might be a spirit of sadness, of anxiety. You're just so anxious. A spirit that is not allowing you to move forward. A spirit of just stalling, procrastination. You just can't get anything done. It's a spirit. And Lord wants to deliver you today. The Lord wants to deliver you today. I just want you with your own voice, just say, I renounce this spirit. I let go. I let go of shame. I let go of guilt. I let go of whatever it is. that you. you I let go of anxiety. I let go of depression. I let go of sadness. I let you go. I don't want you anymore. I don't want you anymore. Whatever that thing is, you've been struggling. You know you shouldn't do this thing. I let go of immorality. I let go of sin. I know I shouldn't do it, but I just keep doing it. I just keep doing it. I don't know. I've tried. I've tried. I just can't. I've tried. God wants to deliver you, whatever it is. Just call it by its name. By its name. If you need space, leave. Go somewhere. Nobody can hear you. But you must call it out and say, I free myself from your hold. I free myself from your hold. I free myself from your hold. I free myself from your hold this morning in the name of Jesus. I hope we're calling it out. Call it out, call it out, call it out. In the name of Jesus, call it out, call it out. Release yourself, release yourself, set yourself free. Set yourself free this morning. Power is in your tongues. Set yourself free. Call it out, call it out. In the name of Jesus, call it out, call it out. Holy Spirit, bring those spirits to our remembrance. Bring those things to our remembrance, Lord. In the name of Jesus, call it out, call it out, call it out this morning. Call it out, call it out in the name of Jesus. Complacency, call it out, call it out in the name of Jesus. Infirmity, sickness, call it out. Call it out in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I stand as your daughter, your child this morning. 
Every spirit that has been called out, I know you can hear me. Now, this moment, live in the name of Jesus. Live in the name of Jesus. The Bible tells us, for this reason, the Son of Man, Son of God was manifested, that He might destroy the works of the devil. This moment, live in the name of Jesus. Everything that is not of God in your life, I command you to live now in the name of Jesus. I command you to set you free. Set you free. Set you free. Let them go. Let them go in the name of Jesus. Let them go now in the name of Jesus. Let them go now. In Jesus' name, amen. Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61. Continue to just pray in the spirit. Isaiah 61. The devil is a liar. The devil is a big liar. A big liar. He does not, he's defeated. Don't be afraid of demons. They're just tiny nonsense. Don't be afraid of anything. Tell them to go and they leave. In the name of Jesus, they have to go. Don't be afraid of anything. Says the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Isaiah 61, verse 1. Says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prisons to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. God is not glorified in sadness or heaviness. So this morning, just say, every spirit of heaviness plaguing my life. Whether I'm aware of you, I'm not aware of you, I, let me go. Let me go. I am done now. I am done now. Spirit of heaviness, enough is enough. I am done now. Now, now, now. Leave now in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of heaviness, I speak to you. Let them go. Everybody here listening to me, let them go. Let them go now. In the name of Jesus, let them go. Let them go. Now, leave. Now, leave. Now, leave in the name of Jesus. Leave in the name of Jesus. And I clothe you with the garment of praise now in the name of Jesus. I anoint you with the oil of joy in the name of Jesus. You are called the trees of righteousness in the name of Jesus. God is glorified in your life in the name of Jesus. I just want you to say to God and say, God, fill me with your joy. Fill me with your joy. Fill me with your own joy. Your own joy. Your own joy. The joy of Christ. The joy of Christ. The joy of Christ. Fill us, O oh God. Fill us, O oh God. Fill us, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. With the joy of Christ. With the joy of Christ. Fill us this morning with the joy of Christ. In the name of Jesus. Fill our hearts, O oh God. Fill us afresh in the name of Jesus. Fill us afresh with your spirit. With new wine. New unction. New grace. New direction. New anointing. New power in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And I speak into your life. Anyone who is broken hearted here. Receive the comfort of the Lord now. And I want you to receive it, okay? I want you to receive it. There's a way to receive. I want you to receive it. This moment, receive the comfort of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Every embarrassment, every oppression, every, every, whatever it is, receive comfort now in the name of Jesus. I set you free. I set you free in the name of Jesus. Anybody listening to me, if you have been bound, I release you. I say, let them go. Let them go now in the name of Jesus. 
There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. To break every chain, break every chain, hey, break every chain. There is power in the name. Everybody's feeling lights. Yes, that is deliverance. That is deliverance. Hallelujah. You are free. You are free. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
thank you, Lord, because whom you've set free is free indeed. Whom you've set free is free indeed. Whom you've set free is free indeed. Those spirits cannot return. I command you never to return in the name of Jesus. Your children are free. They are free indeed in the name of Jesus. We have the victory. We have the victory. We have the victory. We are more than conquerors. Thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you, Spirit of God. Holy Spirit, I ask that you touch everybody here. Touch everybody here in the name of Jesus. Touch every single one of us. Just lay your hands on yourself and say, Lord, touch me. Lord, touch me. Lord, touch me. Lord, touch me. In the name of Jesus. Lord, touch me. Touch me, Lord. Touch me, Lord, in the name of Jesus. My life will never remain the same. From today forward only, in the name of Jesus. New levels, new season, next seasons, in the name of Jesus. I will not remain the same. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I will not remain the same. Hey. joining us today we hope you've been blessed by the sermon and if you would love to be a part of what god is doing in our midst feel free to join us on sundays at 10 a.m or wednesdays at 7 p.m to be a part of the giving you can give our email at info info at kicccanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate god is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon remember you're a champion god bless you